Today is the 2nd of August 2019. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship together. I'm looking out the window and I'm looking at an absolutely glorious sunrise. I know that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to stay that way, but I really do hope that you all are having a wonderful day. If you're joining us for the very first time, welcome. You're very welcome in this space. But let me explain that each episode follows a really simple pattern of prayer, scripture and music. So having explained how it works, let's start today's leg of walking the way with our opening prayer. Let's pray, shall we? Dear God, thank you for your amazing power and work in our lives. Thank you for your goodness and for your blessings over us. Thank you for your great love and care. Thank you for your sacrifice that we may have freedom and life. Forgive us for when we don't thank you enough for who you are, for all that you do, for all that you've given. Help us to set our eyes and our hearts on you afresh today. Renew our spirits. Fill us with your peace and joy. Lord, we love you and we need you this day and every day. And so today we give you praise and thanks for you alone are worthy. In Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And in today's Bible reading, Solomon is visited by the Queen of Sheba and Jesus continues his Sermon on the Mount. Let's ask God to speak to us through the scriptures this morning. Lord, we would ask today that you would prepare our hearts as we engage in the study of the scriptures. Open to our hearts and minds the mysteries and truths that are hidden within its pages, 
and may we find a clarity of understanding that we never knew was possible. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And for our final time this week, our Bible readings are taken from the Holman Christian Standard Bible, and we're beginning with 1 Kings 8. At that time, Solomon assembled the elders of Israel, all the tribal heads and the ancestral leaders of the Israelites before him at Jerusalem, in order to bring the Ark of the Lord's Covenant from the city of David, that is Zion. So all the men of Israel were assembled in the presence of King Solomon in the seventh month, the month of Ethanim, at the festival. All the elders of Israel came, and the priests picked up the Ark. The priests and the Levites brought the Ark of the Lord, the tent of meetings, and the holy utensils that were in the tent. King Solomon and the entire congregation of Israel had gathered around him, and were with him in front of the ark, and they were sacrificing sheep and cattle that could not be counted or numbered because they were so many. The priests brought the ark of the Lord's covenant to its place, into the inner sanctuary of the temple, to the most holy place beneath the wings of the cherubim. For the cherubim were spreading their wings over the place of the ark, so that the cherubim covered the ark and its poles from above. The poles were so long that their ends were seen from the holy place in front of the inner sanctuary, but they were not seen from outside the sanctuary. They are there to this day. Nothing was in the ark except the two stone tablets that Moses put in there at Horeb, where the Lord had made a covenant with the Israelites when they came out of the land of Egypt. When the priests came out of the holy place, the cloud filled the Lord's temple, and because of the cloud the priests were not able to continue ministering for the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Then Solomon said, The Lord has said that he would dwell in thick darkness. I have indeed built an exalted temple for you, a place for your dwelling forever. The king turned round and blessed the entire congregation of Israel while they were standing. He said, May the Lord God of Israel be praised. He spoke directly to my father David and he has fulfilled the promise of his power. He said, Since the day I brought my people Israel out of Egypt, I have not chosen a city to build a temple in among any of the tribes of Israel, so that my name would be there. But I have chosen David to rule my people Israel. It was in the desire of my father David to build a temple for the name of Yahweh, the God of Israel. But the Lord said to my father David, Since it was your desire to build a temple for my name, you have done well to have this desire, yet you are not the one to build it. Instead, your son, your own offspring, will build it for my name. The Lord has fulfilled what he promised. I have taken the place of my father David, and I sit on the throne of Israel as the Lord promised. I have built the temple for the name of Yahweh, the God of Israel. I have provided a place there for the ark where the Lord's covenant is that he made with his ancestors when he brought them out of the land of Egypt. Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in front of the whole congregation of Israel and spread out his hands towards heaven. He said, Lord God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven above or on earth below, keeping the gracious covenant with your servants who walk before you with their whole heart. You have kept what you promised to your servant, my father David. You spoke directly to him, and you fulfilled your promise by your power as it is today. Therefore, Lord God of Israel, keep what you have promised to my servant, my father David. You will never fail to have a man to sit before me on the throne of Israel. If only your son's God there walk before me as you have walked before me. Now, Lord God of Israel, please confirm what you promised to your servant, my father David. 
But will God indeed live on earth? Even heaven, the highest heaven, cannot contain you, much less this temple I have built. Listen to your servant's prayers and his petition, Lord my God, so that you may hear the cry and the prayer that your servant prays before you today, so that your eyes may watch over this temple night and day, towards the place that you have said, My name will be there, and so that you may hear the prayer that your servant prays towards this place, hear the petition of your servant and your people Israel, which they pray towards this place. May you hear in your dwelling place in heaven. May you hear and forgive. When a man sins against his neighbor and is forced to take an oath, and he comes to take an oath before your altar in this temple, may you hear in heaven and act. May you judge your servants, condemning the wicked man by bringing what he has done on his own head, and providing justice for the righteous, and rewarding him according to his righteousness. When your people Israel are defeated before an enemy, because they have sinned against you, and they return to you and praise your name, and they pray and plead with you for mercy in this temple, may you hear in heaven and forgive the sin of your people Israel. May you restore them to the land you gave their ancestors. When the skies are shut and there is no rain because they have sinned against you, and they pray towards this place and praise your name, and they turn from their sins because you are afflicting them, may you hear in heaven and forgive the sins of your servant and your people Israel, so that you may teach them the good way that they should walk in. May you send rain on your land that you gave your people for an inheritance. When there is famine on the earth, when there is pestilence, when there is blight, mildew, locust or grasshopper, when their enemy besieges them in the region of their fortified cities, when there is any plague or illness, whatever prayer or petition anyone from your people Israel might have, each man knowing his own afflictions and spreading out his hands towards his temple, may you hear in heaven your dwelling place, and may you forgive, act, and repay the man according to all his ways, since you know his heart, for you alone know every human heart so that they may fear you all the days they live in the land that you gave our ancestors. Even for the foreigner who is not of your people Israel, but has come from a distant land because of your name. For when they will hear of your great name, mighty hand and outstretched arm, and will come and pray towards this temple, may you hear in heaven your dwelling place, and do according to all the foreigner asks you for. Then all the people on earth will know your name, to fear you as your people Israel do and know that this temple I have built is called by your name. When your people go out to fight against their enemies, wherever you send them, and they pray to Yahweh in the direction of the city that you have chosen and the temple I have built for your name, may you hear their prayer and petition in heaven and uphold their cause. When they sin against you, for there is no one who does not sin, and you are angry with them and hand them over to the enemy, and their captors deport them to the enemy's country, whether distant or nearby, And when they come to the senses in the land where they are deported, and repent, and petition you in their captors' land, we have sinned and done wrong, we have been wicked. And when they return to you with their whole mind and heart in the land of their enemies who took them captive, and when they pray to you in the direction of the land that you gave their ancestors, the city you have chosen, and the temple I have built for your name, may you hear in heaven your dwelling place, their prayer and petition, and uphold their cause, May you forgive your people who sinned against you and all their rebellion against you. And may you give them compassion in the eyes of their captors, so that they may be compassionate to them. For they are your people and your inheritance. 
You brought them out of Egypt, out of the middle of an iron furnace. May your eyes be opened to your servant's petition and to the petition of your people Israel, listening to them whenever they call to you. For you, Lord God, have set them apart as your inheritance from all the people on earth, as you spoke through your servant Moses when you brought their ancestors out of Egypt. When Solomon finished praying this entire prayer and petitioned to the Lord, he got up from kneeling before the altar of the Lord with his hands spread out towards heaven. And he stood and blessed the whole congregation of Israel with a loud voice. May the Lord be praised. He has given rest to his people Israel according to all that he has said. Not one of the good promises he made through his servant Moses has failed. May the Lord our God be with us as he was with our ancestors. May he not abandon us or leave us, so that he causes us to be devoted to him, to walk in all his ways, and to keep his commands, statutes, and ordinances, which he commanded our ancestors. May my words, I have made my petition with before the Lord, be near the Lord our God day and night, so that he may uphold his servant's cause, and the cause of his people Israel, as each day requires and so that all the peoples of the earth may know that Yahweh is God. There is no other. Let your heart be completely devoted to the Lord our God to walk in His statutes and to keep His commands as it is today. The king and all Israel with him were offering sacrifices in the Lord's presence. Solomon offered a sacrifice of fellowship offerings to the Lord, 22,000 cattle and 120,000 sheep, in this manner, the king and all the Israelites dedicated the Lord's temple. On the same day, the king consecrated the middle of the courtyard that was in front of the Lord's temple, because that was where he offered the burnt offering, the grain offering, and the fat of the fellowship offering, since the bronze altar before the Lord was too small to accommodate the burnt offerings, the grain offerings, and the fat of the fellowship offerings. Solomon and all Israel with him a great assembly from the entrance of Hamath to the brook of Egypt, observed the festival at that time in the presence of the Lord our God. Seven days, and seven more days, fourteen days. On the fifteenth day he sent the people away. So they blessed the king, and went home to their tents rejoicing and with joyful hearts for all the goodness that the Lord had done for his servant David and his people Israel. 2 Chronicles 9 the queen of Sheba heard of Solomon's fame, so he came to test Solomon with difficult questions at Jerusalem with a very large entourage, with camels bearing spices, gold in abundance and precious stones. She came to Solomon and spoke with him about everything that was on her mind. So Solomon answered all her questions. Nothing was too difficult for Solomon to explain to her. When the queen of Sheba observed Solomon's wisdom, the palace he'd built, the food at his table, his servants' residence, his attendants' service in their attire, his cupbearers in their attire, and the burnt offerings he offered at the Lord's temple, it took her breath away. She said to the king, The report I heard in my own country about your words and about your wisdom is true, but I didn't believe their reports until I came and saw with my own eyes. Indeed, I was not told even half of your great wisdom. You far exceed the report I have heard. How happy are your men! How happy are these servants of yours who always stand in your presence hearing your wisdom! May the Lord your God be praised! 
He delighted in you and put you on his throne as king for the Lord your God because your God loved Israel enough to establish them forever. He has set you over them as king to carry out justice and righteousness. Then she gave the king four and a half tons of gold, a great quantity of spices and precious stones. There never were such spices as those the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. In addition, Hiram's servants and Solomon's servants who bought gold from Urfa also bought algam wood and precious stones. The Lord made the algam wood into walkways for the Lord's temple and for the king's palace and into lyres and harps for the singers. Never before had anything like them been seen in the land of Judah. King Solomon gave the queen of Sheba her every desire, whatever she asked, far more than she had bought the king. Then she, along with her servants, returned to her own country. The weight of gold that came to Solomon annually was twenty-five tons, besides what was bought by the merchants and the traders. All the Arabian kings and governors of the land also bought gold and silver to Solomon. King Solomon had two hundred large shields of hammered gold. Fifteen pounds of hammered gold went into each shield. He made three hundred small shields of hammered gold. About eight pounds of gold went into each shield. The king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. The king also made a large ivory throne and overlaid it with pure gold. The throne had six steps, and there was a footstool covered in gold for the throne, armrests on either side of the steps, and two lions standing beside the armrests. Twelve lions were standing there on the six steps, one on each end. Nothing like it had ever been made in any other kingdom. All of King Solomon's drinking cups were gold, and all the utensils of the house of the forest of Lebanon were pure gold. There was no silver, since it was considered as nothing in Solomon's time, for the king's ship kept going to Tarshish with Hiram's servants, and once every three years the ships of Tarshish would arrive bearing gold, silver, ivory, apes, and peacocks. King Solomon surpassed all the kings of the world in riches and wisdom. All the kings of the world wanted an audience with Solomon to hear the wisdom God had put in his heart. Each of them would bring his own gift, items of silver and gold, clothing, weapons, spices, and horses and mules as an annual tribute. Solomon had 4,000 stalls for horses and chariots and 12,000 horsemen. He stationed them in the chariot cities and with the king in Jerusalem. He ruled over all the kings from the Euphrates River to the land of the Philistines and as far as the borders of Egypt. The king made silver as common in Jerusalem as stones, and he made cedar as abundant as sycamore in the Judean foothills. They were bringing horses for Solomon from Egypt and from all other countries. The remaining events of Solomon's reign, from beginning to end, are written in the events of the pro- Nathan the prophet, the prophecy Ahijah the Shilonite and the visions of Edo the seer concerning Jeroboam son of Nebat. Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel for forty years. Solomon rested with his fathers, and was buried in the city of his father David. His son Rehoboam became king in his place. Matthew 7 Do not judge so that you won't be judged. For with the judgment you use, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but don't notice the log in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your own eye, and look, 
there's a log in your eye. Hypocrite. First, take the log out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Don't give what is holy to dogs, or toss your pearls before pigs, or they will trample them with their feet, turn and tear you to pieces. Keep asking, and it will be given to you. Keep searching, and you will find. Keep knocking, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who searches finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. What man among you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Therefore, whatever you want others to do for you, do also the same for them. This is the law and the prophets. Enter through the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the road is broad that leads to destruction, and there are many who go through it. How narrow is the gate and difficult the road that leads to life, and few find it. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravaging wolves. You'll recognize them by their fruit. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? In the same way, every good tree produces good fruit but a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit. Neither can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that doesn't produce good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So you'll recognize them by their fruit. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? drive out demons in your name and do many miracles in your name? Then I would announce to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you lawbreakers. Therefore anyone who hears these words of mine and acts them is like a sensible man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the rivers rose, and the winds blew and pounded that house. Yet it didn't collapse because its foundation was on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the rivers rose, the winds blew and pounded the house, and it collapsed, and its collapse was great. When Jesus finished his sermon, the crowds were astounded at his teaching, because he was teaching them like one who had authority, and not like their scribes. Ecclesiastes 3 there is an occasion for everything, and a time for every activity under heaven. A time to give birth, a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to throw stones and a time to gather stones a time to embrace and a time to avoid embracing, a time to search and a time to count as lost, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. What does the worker gain from his struggles? 
I have seen the task that God has given people to keep them occupied. He has made everything appropriate in its time. He has also put eternity in their hearts. But man cannot discover the work God has done from beginning to end. I know that there is nothing better for them to rejoice and enjoy their good life. It is also the gift of God, whenever anyone eats, drinks, and enjoys all his efforts. I know that all God does will last forever. There is no adding to it or taking from it. God works so that people will be in awe of him. Whatever is, has already been, and whatever will be already is, God repeats what has passed. I have also observed under the sun there is wickedness at the place of judgment, and there is wickedness at the place of righteousness. I said to myself, God would judge the righteous and the wicked, since there is a time for every activity and every work. I said to myself, this happens concerning people, so that God may test them, and they may see for themselves that they are like animals. For the fate of people and the fate of animals is the same. As one dies, so dies the other. They all have the same breath. People have no advantage over animals, since everything is futile. All is going to the same place. All come from dust and all return to dust. Who knows if the spirit of people rises upwards and the spirit of the animal goes downward to the earth. I have seen that there is nothing better than for a person to enjoy his activities because that is his reward. For who can enable him to see what will happen after he dies? We're going to have our second piece of music just to give us some time to focus on the bits of scripture that have caught our attention. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And after the music, we'll say our prayers for the day and the time of the year.
Just a reminder that if you'd like us to pray with you, then drop us a line through the usual channels. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email, they're all there. Check the show notes for the links for the contact details. Click a link, it'll take you to wherever you need to go. But let's pray, shall we? Lord, on this day I'm aware of the troubles and darkness in our world. So please come and lead me in prayers for my community, my nation and my world. You are the light that shines in the bleakest times. And Lord, let your kingdom be built on earth. May those who suffer be comforted. May those who are at war search for peace. And may those who are in pain find healing. Amen. And our prayer for the time of the year. Your people, a particular people, chosen and cherished from the beginning of time, lavished and loved, sheltered and shepherded through sunshine and storm. Restore us, O Lord. Make your face shine upon us that we might be saved. Your people, prodigal children, wandering far from home, a wilderness people yet never forgotten, never separated from the warmth of your love. Restore us, O Lord, that your face may shine upon us, that we might be saved. Amen. And we say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. You've been listening to Walking the Way. All the details can be found in the show notes, including the scripture references and credits for the prayers. And if you want to partner with Walking the Way, please head to www.givesendgo.com forward slash walking the way. And for more information, head to rayborrett.co.uk, where you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget, you can also listen to Walking the Way on TuneIn, YouTube, and if you're in the States, radio.com. My name is Ray, and so until next time, I'll be here waiting as we continue Walking the Way.